Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the 2300 Pod. Nate Maxson here with you, along, as always, with my brother, Aaron. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. And Chad Austin. Chad, how's it going out there tonight in Maryland? Uh, Chatty in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Cabrini. <laughs> Cabrini. Oh, God. Thank God we're out of there, at least. This week on the show, we are going to be reviewing the episode of ECW from June the 15th of 1993, whereas meaning the next episode, we're finally going to get to this super summer sizzler steak, all you can eat buffet, <laughs> buffet of uh, that, that they've been promoting since we started this show. And uh, that is coming up in our next show because that was on June 19th of 93. Um, would this... Okay. I wasn't... I guess I could have went back and looked to my retro calendar or whatever in my phone, but obviously at this time living in Ohio, I wasn't getting, we weren't getting the ECW show on our TV. Did these shows air on Saturday nights, Chad? I I didn't get them at all on my area. Oh, okay. In Baltimore? I just, I thought. No, I, I didn't get them, but from what I understand from anywhere from Philadelphia, I think it was Philadelphia at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and then then from there, I think it was everything north north of that was whatever their syndication, their sister station would you know put them on. Okay, well then the only reason that I was, asked that was that was back in the, that was a while ago, so I don't know how much that would have changed, honestly. And and the only reason I asked was this: this show airs on the fifteenth of June. The Super Sizzler thing is on the 19th of June, so they keep saying four days from now or four nights from now. So, if 96 show, hours, yeah, if this show airs on a Saturday night, does that mean they had that show on a Wednesday night? That seems, I don't know, that just seemed kind of odd to me. That's why I wondered if these shows aired on on Saturdays or not. Um, well, I mean, I think I, I if I had if I had to say, I would say that um. I would say that if you were going to go by history and go by timestamp wise as to when stuff when stuff happened, I would go by what aired on um, Sports Philly mm-hmm. or uh, Sports Tampa, Sports Channel Tampa, because as I know, Tampa was a day later. So okay. it was like if, if you lived in that time, if you lived in an area where you got Sports Channel Philadelphia, then you probably may have gotten Sports. Tampa or in Tampa down there. It was all like the same sister station and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would say that they were the most current TVs that I that I know of. Okay. All right. Well, we start the show off. Of course, we are now in the ECW arena. Um, no longer at Cabrini, as we found out last week. Um, but unfortunately. Buddy, yeah, our buddy's uncomfortable, Sully. And, and uh, Stevie Mo- Wonderful's back. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep, Stevie yeah. Wonderful has returned. <laughs> and these guys muffle mouthed and stumble fucked through this goddamn opening. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, but there was a bunch of kids that came out. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> Belomo let him loose. Yeah, Belomo opened up the hatch on his van and they all ran out. Have we even started seeing the commercials yet for the Todd Gordon like charity thing where he wants to? Oh. If you want to run a, oh, we haven't. No, nope, not yet. Oh, that's who all the kids are. <laughs> I, he, I, he went to his little charity thing and rounded up a whole bunch of them kids. They came running out of nowhere. 
I just thought Balomo's hatchback busted open when he hit a speed bump <laughs> pulling in the arena, and they all escaped. Paisan, get the back here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Balomo had probably some of the, the better moments of tonight of tonight's show. <laughs> because I think I think he 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 hit, hit a couple of gold mines tonight on the microphone and has no idea what he even said. <laughs> just the way the way he was saying stuff, I was probably going. He has no idea what he's saying. Not a fucking clue. <laughs> no, and neither neither did Jay Sully and Stevie Wonderful when they opened the show. <laughs> Good lord, it was rough. Every week, well, Sully, I'm, every week, I'm, Sully looks I'm more just glad, hostage. <laughs> I'm just glad that when Road Warrior Hall came out and he was telling all the fans how great he was, how great he how he was to be there, and he's here in the Eastern Wrestling area. Yeah, I put that. Oh, well. It says Hawk comes out and says he's a he's in Eastern Wrestling. It's like Hawk yeah. even has no fucking idea what's going on. I mean, it, 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 it would be great. You fucking played a blow before they it's came where, out. It's where the like, hey, here it is. It's where the rebels go. He says that it's where the rebels go. Could you imagine if he were to do the whole like the whole entire waist thing? Like, yeah, Eastern <laughs> Wrestling. I'm the Eastern Wrestling. Oh shit, that's 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 prestigious. Here here here's some of the highlights of Hawk's promo. He says there is an elevator. There is no there is no there is no that no, sorry. There is no elevator, just an empty shaft. Oh. You you that's what he says. He goes, <laughs> There's no elevator, just an empty shaft. You know you know you like me, but you don't know why. Goodbye. That was the finish. <laughs> That's what he says. There is no elevator, just an empty shaft. You know why you like me, but you don't know why. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> no, what a rush. Away. <laughs> well, he, he walked away just like he came in. Like when they came on and Sully and, and Wonderful are talking, he's just aimlessly walking around the arena. Yeah, with these kids, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah, Road Warrior Hawk there. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> this is the Legion of Damn. <laughs> yeah, Legion yeah. Of Damn. Fuck. I mean, I mean, I mean, from what, from what we've seen, it doesn't look like he's not going along with anything, right? Right. No, like, I mean, <laughs> he's just like goodbye. That was the best part of it. He just goodbye. Yeah, it's not. It's not like anybody's anybody saying like Road Warrior Hawk's doing some of the best of his life or his career, <laughs> but but nobody's actually saying what the fuck is this guy doing? I mean, but we still have to watch the Stuka match, honestly, because that's fucking coming up. Yes, it is. And, 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 and what is what is Paulie doing out there talking about somebody's mama? Oh, that was great. That's in my notes too. Paulie, when they go to the Paulie Snuka promo, he says. Hawk, you said you're the toughest around. I say your mama. <laughs> yeah, your mama. <laughs> your mama. But he didn't even say it with an exclamation point. He just said your mama. <laughs> your mama. <laughs> and then Snooka said some unintelligible shit. I don't even know what Snooka said. I just oh, I know I know one thing he said. You didn't write it down. Obviously, he said take care of business, brother. <laughs> TCB, brother. <laughs> take yeah, care of I, wrote, I wrote it down. That's where it wrote. Snooka TCB. Take care of business, brother. <laughs> That's all he's doing in Philadelphia. He learned that saying in like 1990, and he's just using it here. Like this is. Well, he learned it in like 72 when Elvis said it. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not even sure we even talked about this, but how much great of an alibi is that if you're just driving down the road and the cop pulls you over and you're in a bad neighborhood? <laughs> what are you doing here, sir? GCB, brother. Take care of business. Yeah. Take care of business. There you go, man. It's your alibi all day long. Just just killing white bitches. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> brother. You say brother. <laughs> Why are you wearing shoes? Just taking care of business, brother. <laughs> I, I actually, I mean, do you, what did you think of Snooka's um, uh, physique during this? And for I actually didn't even write anything down about it. I, for it's his now age, me thinking about for it. His age, What's that? Would, for his age, he would have been, what, in his 40s here? Probably in his late forties. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, for his age, I mean, the dude was ripped. Well, you're thinking his last run would have been when was the, when was he at WrestleMania? Whatever with Taker, was that 91, 91. 91. So that's only a couple years removed from that run. So he was probably still on the on the gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And that was probably coming off when reality was setting in. Oh what Jesus. A- a few months after this, he winds up back on Raw for like at least a taping because he's in that later. No, wait, no, that's ninety four. That's not. No, it is ninety three. After Sean vacates the title, he's in that battle royal on Raw for the vacant Intercontinental title. He's part of that a few months from now. I, I, I just thought he was in incredibly good shape for somebody that hasn't oh, worked yeah. for yeah, consistently for like three months or so. Like that. I, I don't know. He looked great. Stevie keeps telling us that Hawk, this guy is menacing. He's menacing. It's Stevie's thing during this match. Yeah. And, and Nate, Nate, I'm going to ask you this. Mm-hmm. See if you get it right, because I know I know Chad knows the answer. Who's the ref? I don't know. The ref is Kevin Lawler. No, you're you're wrong. The ref is Freddie Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> the matter with you? It's Freddie Gilbert, aka Kevin Lawler. <laughs> How do you know that? You watching too? What, what show are you on? Have you moved ahead on the, on the on the TV that you're no, like, telling I just, us? I was watching this shit. I'm like, holy shit, it's Kevin Lawler. <laughs> He's out there in a uh, fucking Kevin. Lawler, I'm not even dude. sure that I'm I'm not even sure that's on the t- on the uh, on the uh, VHS on the on the, the house show when um uh Gilbert reveals that it was an angle. Do you guys remember that at all? I don't. I mean, no. It's it's right it's right around the whole entire Pauly like the October, November, December. It's around there where he was revealed that he was Freddie Gilbert, and Eddie brought him in. And Eddie like beat him up and like bladed him, and like it was the whole the whole entire like just thing was ridiculous. <laughs> and I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get there because I don't know what what. You know, I really haven't sat down and watched it, like, in its mm-hmm. completion in its entirety, to really know what the fuck was going on. Like, we knew <laughs> we knew it was Freddie Gilbert. We knew we, it was it was Kevin Christian, Kevin Lawler. But he was Freddie Gilbert. Eddie Gilbert calls him out and then beats him up, bloodies him, and just a whole mess. Just, I, just, I don't know. I watched it for a minute, and I was watching the match. I'm like, that fucking motherfucker looks familiar. And then it just dawned on me. But... I was going to ask you, Chad. Um, there was one thing I didn't know. There's this photographer that he keeps, that Polly keeps fucking with. That's George Napolitano. George Napolitano? I didn't, I, I didn't recognize who it was. I, had, I we, yeah, we kind of, we kind of struck on this last week when I brought it up about how, um, 
Paulie was like, he was doing, he did a spot where it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, he was trying to get around the photographer. So he kind of like put his arms on George and kind of pushed him out of the way. And I said, oh, is that Joseph Tabatano? Because, you know, because at the time nobody was using, you know, aftermag people or any of them guys. And then when I saw Paulie fucking with him, you know, and I was like, oh, he's roughing up George, dicking him around. And he's probably feeding them what to shoot. <laughs> you know? Here, get stood over here as I'm, you know, messes around with him and shit. Yeah. That, that, that's a guy that looks great for your resume if you're trying to build a company and you're getting mm-hmm. any sort of exposure. That you have George Napolitano shooting that ring side for you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Fuck, man. The guy I who paid shot. Jim, I paid Jim Cornette to come and shoot ringside. <laughs> Like uh, I don't need you to book. I don't need you to be a manager. Just come just and show shoot up. Yeah. <laughs> just stand there and shoot. Yeah, shoot I, pictures. Lend me your, lend me your credibility. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> well, hot. Com- oh, did you see during the? Uh, oh, you know, one thing I wrote down there before we go in this, this bad Jimmy's look of body slam. Um, <laughs> do you notice that if you know, if Hulk? Do you think Hulk realized at a young age? that he was going to have like male pattern baldness, like the horseshoe pattern thing. So that way he just shaved, just pre-shaved it. <laughs> that way he had, he didn't have to even bother shaving the top of it. Because well, he just grew the sides in. <laughs> did, did he get stands up? Was he smart? Was he smart or did it just happen that way? <laughs> I think it might've been a happenstance, but I bet he did have male pattern baldness and it all worked out. <laughs> yeah. And he probably didn't even know it. <laughs> Like and you, some girl could have said, "Hey, grit your hair out." And he tried to, and she goes, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. What, oh, what a rush! <laughs> stick, stick with the double hawk. That'll work. <laughs> yeah, Snooker, Snooker did a fucking stupid body, uh, a, a body slam on, on um, Hawk, and it was it was bad. Like Hawk, he was he was dumped. It was a lazy Snooker body slam, and then I wrote just shit finish. And then I, I, I literally wrote ridiculous, like the whole entire what, what that was to me. I, I, let me know how you feel about it. It was the main event of any independent show you see on a Friday night or Saturday night at a VFW or American Legion Hall where they didn't do anything for, yeah. you know. Yeah, they didn't do anything for seven well, or eight minutes, like, and then Snuka, Snuka snammered around the ring and shit. It was it was bad. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know whose fault whose fault it was. You know, it was probably more of a circumstance than it was anything else, as far as anybody being lazy or not like that. Mm-hmm. They probably didn't have any idea what the fuck they were doing. Like, what do what, what they want us to do? We're supposed to be telling a story. Yeah, they they both just did a line and went out there and saw what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some reason, Jimmy's looking forgot to put his boots on, or he thought he was leaving. <laughs> thought we were and done. He said, no, you got one more minute. I was gonna go take care of business, brother. <laughs> yeah, because Jay Sully said, "Look at Jimmy's looker. The first time in weeks, he hasn't been wearing his boots." And I'm just thinking, like, well, he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> well, you know, we the first time, first time in hours, yeah. he hasn't <laughs> worn his boots. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but somewhere in the, in the East of the Arena, Jimmy Snuka's boots—they're <laughs> still there somewhere. Um, 
Morocco, the Dark Patriot, come out, interfere, blase, blase. Hawk no sells a pile driver and then gets a fireball to the face. Oh, yeah. Hawk's <laughs> no sold a lot of shit more than a pile driver. He no sold a lot of shit. Yeah, that wasn't. That was a very, very bad. Uh, uh, I don't even know what the word is. I want to, I guess, maybe execution. That was yeah. a poor decision poor, on somebody's fault right there. Poor, definitely a poor I, sequence of events, for sure. Yeah, there, there is no reason, no way that Hawk should have got the pile driver. He really didn't sell for anything. Mm-mm, and then no, he gets maybe. the pile driver, and then he gets up, and then he gets the fireball. And then he sells for that. Well, what the fuck? The guy just dropped. What? You know? Yeah, they hit him with, like, three pile drivers and a couple DDTs, and, like, Hit him with a chair and the fireball took him out. It was, it was bad. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it was way overdone. You know, why couldn't you keep him down? You mm-hmm. know, the fuck you got to do this guy. <laughs> and you, you throw fire at him, and all he does is, is wind for a second. And I mean, does he come back with any? I, will, I guess we'll see. But yeah, I don't think he comes back with any tape on his eye or none of that. No, that's highly doubtful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I don't, I don't know what you have next on your list, but there's something I have underlined here that I just can't wait to get to. The next thing I have written no, down it's is not our, the, It's no, not the joint in progress, super destroyers against whatever, Michael or Candido and Hot Body. Yeah, that was what I have uh, written down next. I wrote, not good, and I wrote, somebody made a comment about somebody buying some eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have Stevie Wonderful talking about people buying eggs. I don't know. I watched the show like six days ago, so I don't remember exactly. um, In the match, um, um, Jay Sully says the the bigger super destroyers in the ring, and Jay and and uh, Stevie Wonderful's like the bigger one. They're both big. That's like saying. Large eggs, extra large eggs, medium eggs. They're all eggs. What a fucking idiot. (laughs) And Jay's always like, you're right, Stevie. Aaron's paying way too much attention. I, I, I just heard that somebody buy an eggs comment. Yeah, and my like ears were perked up. I, I, and I was like, that's funny. When do you hear that in wrestling? That somebody's buying eggs. <laughs> Every new thing about it. When you go to the when you go to the grocery. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. I'm paying attention, guys. <laughs> oh yes, you were. No, like I said, I watched I watched the show too early this in the week this week, so I have my. No, I, I, wanted, have these... I wanted to throw I wanted to throw my beer can at the fucking TV <laughs> when he when he started talking about fucking eggs. Like what the fuck? Um, this this is how I look oh, at. Go ahead. This is how I look at the fucking suicide blondes now. Chris Michaels or Richard Michaels should replace silly. should replace Hot Body. Hot Body should should replace Hunter Q when Hunter Q should just leave. <laughs> like just let Chris Michaels be the other Hollywood blonde or suicide blonde and and just get fucking rid of Hunter Q and let fucking Johnny Hot Body be their manager. That would have been perfect. Well, I think I think it's going to be like a big monsoon of the taken out of the of the trash, so to speak, and really soon. Because I think I mean I think Candido is going to be. I never really thought about this because Candido wasn't really kind of like fired. 
Mm-hmm. Like, not fire, because Paul didn't fire anybody. You could still always show up, you know, every single week. Just not get used. Just Eventually, you'll yeah. get it. And, th- and, and this and, might be it. Oh, sorry. No, I was like, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, this is this might be, like, a weird thought. But, like, watching this, you're seeing Candido not only develop as a wrestler, but develop his look. Like, there were a couple episodes where he didn't have, like, knee pads or anything like that. But, like, in this episode, he's got different tights. He's got knee pads. He's it, it, Like, Candido's somewhat coming into his own as yeah. these shows are progressing. Well, I, I've been saying it since he's been on this show since we started doing this thing. Mm-hmm. That you can tell when Candido's calling the match. You can tell when he's the ring general. You know the how he booked the match, yeah, and yeah, and he, he's probably the guy because the way things worked out, and you know it sucks. Hot body, I don't know Christopher Michaels, I don't know that guy at all, but any of them guys like that, and they all went away. The one guy that didn't want that didn't go away in the same fashion was Chris Candido, mm-hmm. which could be because because Paul could have said, "Hey Chris, I can't do anything for you," you know. Mm-hmm. Go go see what you can find elsewhere, because you know maybe we're not ready, maybe you're not ready. You know, exactly. Who knows? It could be anything. Like go go work for Cornette. Yeah, and Which, but he I, is he is most definitely a diamond in the rough on these shows for sure. And it, and, yeah. and, then, and and then in this match, um, Sir Richard Michaels runs in, and Jay Sully says. Who is that? We've never seen him before. Drove me insane. He was on last week. He was on last week. Yes, it drove me insane. I was like, "What?" And they explained and it. It's they not. Explained. It's not recorded out of. It's not played out of recorded sequence either, because what they did last week was to set up this match. So it's not even like it was recorded out, or it was played out of sequence of when it was recorded. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah, that's like. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I that I remember. You, you know what? Who's good at that, that kind of editing stuff was Axel. I used to sit in the studio and watch mm-hmm. Axel like do TVs and how he would notice that hey, you can't have the manager at ringside and you can't have the manager doing commentary at the same time. <laughs> Little things like that, right? <laughs> yeah, like you know, like that doesn't really mean a whole lot, but you know, it means a lot. Mm-hmm. And the grand, you know, especially if you have a finish. That involves, uh, you know, the guy or whatever, and the guy's running out there and he's doing commentary. You know, it, yeah, that's, that kind of stuff where they do all that, that kind of crap is and, and little things. And Sal Lepetto, he was out there with cake. Did you notice that? He had a plate <laughs> of cake. He had cake. He had cake. And Sal Lepetto was out there with cake, and, and Richard Michaels pushed Sal Belomo on his ass and just – and, and when Sal fell, the cake just exploded. And I really think that Sal Petto was out there to try to push the cake into um, um, Hunter Q's face. Mm-hmm. But when, when when Dick Michaels pushed him on his ass, it, it, it exploded the cake. So the fucking spot was blown. And that's why they were all just standing in the ring like a bunch of dildos. <laughs> the comment I wrote here: the commentators have no idea what's going on, and yeah, neither do that's I. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, anytime, anytime, honestly, guys, anytime you see cake in wrestling, 
it's going in somebody's face, right? <laughs> it's supposed to. Sure. But fucking Rick Michaels, Rick Michaels <laughs> Instead, pushed the shit out of Sal, and he dropped the cake, and then it was like, well, it's fucked now. <laughs> Me and Jess purposely, when we met about our cake for our wedding, we got one that was a breakthrough cake. Like it wasn't, gonna be, it wasn't going to be too tall that she couldn't like, like um, three D and he threw it. Yeah, it might be, you know, it wasn't going to be that tall. So we, we got one perfect for that. So yeah, even at my wedding, I know I'm going to the table. I'm going to the cake. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I think, I think it, even even if it's got to be a drop toe hold spot. <laughs> where I come, like I'm, we're dancing together. I just run and she drives the hold me. I go, bam, right into the cake. Yeah, that, well, I, 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 I think the they crowd goes banana. I think they intended cake to go in the face of Hunter Q. Robinson, but fucking Richard, Richard Michaels pushed the fuck out of Sal, and he just <laughs> fucked the cake spot up. And that's why they're all just in the ring, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they all became part of the mass firing. And then. <laughs> Todd Gordon comes out and goes through puberty on the microphone in this segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Todd Gordon, I don't know what the hell you had going on there. Did you guys see that mic? That microphone they had? I guess I wasn't no, looking that closely. Oh, you're man. I guess I was watching this, this show. show too much. Yeah, that you were you're the captain microphone. of details for this one. That was... microphone was huge. It looked like <laughs> a shake weight. It looked like a shake weight, like a shake weight <laughs> with an orange on top of it. The fucking mic was huge. I've always heard babies are with an apple. <laughs> no, it was like shake a shake with an orange <laughs> with an orange on top of it. That goddamn microphone was huge. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, at some point, wasn't there a chain match? Or can we get better violence? <laughs> well, yeah, that's coming up. Let's talk about this goddamn mic. <laughs> We've already talked about it, you know? Well, <laughs> the microphone at the twenty three hundred pod. The hell of a mic. Huge. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah, you might like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'll rewatch it and send a picture of it to you guys. It's fucking no, nasty. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm well aware of the size of the mic. <laughs> So Gordon with his teen voice or his uh, pu- his puberty voice, <laughs> shut up, his, his puberty voice <laughs> adds Hunter Q. Robbins to this already thrilling uh, match that's going to be coming up at the Super Steak Sizzler Tour. Um, and, when, and when Hunter Q. is in the match, it's going to be breathtaking. <laughs> Say the least. <laughs> yes, uh, agreed. So what a build. What a build for this uh, seven-man tag team match coming up at the big show. They're going to try to insert their <laughs> dominance. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, literally, from the, way, from the way that Jay Sully's talking about it, only 96 hours, the clock is just tic-tacking away. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Uh, all right. Fun. <laughs> so mu- much to as we discussed last week um, about somebody throw me a lifesaver. Could, <laughs> could some <laughs> could they make these Philly promos look a little more urban? Now we've got Eddie Gilbert who says he's down in the woods, 
in Philadelphia cutting a promo outside, getting cheap baseball heat. Um, Haven't we already discussed where the where the woods are? Yeah, there? just out the back door, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because the studio was in the basement. <laughs> of the studio. I mean, of the building, like an industrial park. Mm-hmm. And you walk out there, and that was the parking lot, and there was the woods. And there was some impressive woods. I mean, I, I'm glad Eddie made it to the front of the woods, where there wasn't any more woods. He's just, you know, like, I don't know, I'm fucking, there's no way you can't tell me that he couldn't have just, like, went and cut that in front of, like, a railroad track or something. That would have made it look a lot cooler. That, that wouldn't, no, because if they, Eddie probably didn't want to, didn't give a shit enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And they probably didn't know where a railroad track was. And they think they were all stupid and don't have an idea where they're filming this shit at. <laughs> I mean, that's the way, that's the way, it, that's the reality of it. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Why couldn't you just, get, just you know, spend the five minutes and drive down the road and find somewhere to do it at? Yeah. Or if not, do it, don't even do it at all. But, you know, did it really do anything? No, it was a meaningless promo. <laughs> really. And and then they they I think they oh no, this later on that they replayed the same Terry Funk promo that they played last week. But that's later on. He was all confused about what the fuck he was go- what was going on about yeah. Texas, I don't know. We used to have the, some yeah, uh, something about te- something we used to do in Texas. I'm going to do it to Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> yeah. He, he never said. He never said Texas chain match messengers. It's going to be a Texas chain a match. <laughs> like he, yeah, it was the same promo. Yeah, you know how. I mean, what can you say? It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. They just replayed the same thing. Mm-hmm. But now, are we getting to my favorite part of the show? Eddie Gilbert and. Um... Mr. Is it Renesto? Hervé Renesto. Hervé Renesto. I always get the, I always pronounce the name wrong. I don't know why the hell it happens, but it comes out of my face wrong. Your lifesaver. <laughs> this is the match, dude. This is the match that made the show. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was, I, I can't. I got to be honest. Most of the show, I wasn't paying attention because I was looking for myself in the crowd because mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't too sure what side we were sitting on. But my buddy said we were sitting on the hard side until after November, after October. Okay. And and I was like, look, look at myself. And then when I saw Harvey Vernesto, <laughs> I loved the match because I, I I looked at it and I said, man, I was only a couple of months away from being there. Mm-hmm. And if I could have been there, Eddie would have picked me to do that match. Not only because Eddie's my like my. my my hero and all, mentor and all that shit, but I would have loved to have been the job guy in that chain match. Yeah. Well, so, and I actually, yeah. I actually was going to ask you about that. This chat, I have it written down because I wrote down that this was my favorite part of the show because, and I wanted to see if you would disagree with me or not, because this is the first time that they have gotten real legit heat on this match since they started hyping this match that they've shown us, you know, they talked right, about right. the, they talked about the match at the beginning of the feud with that. We never actually got to see the end of and et cetera, et cetera. But this seemed like the first time watching this show for what, almost three months now that they've been talking about this match, that they really put heat on the match and what the match involves and what the, you know, we all know what a chain match is, but 
shouldn't you explain it to me anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, it, I, I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I, I just love, like, you know, even if Terry Funk didn't know what it was, and then Gilbert's <laughs> like, I'm going to, and I'm going to explain it. And he couldn't have explained it any more easier than by doing it. Doing it. Exactly. Yeah. He, he demonstrated it. Look, Herve Ernesto, Terry Funk, is laying in the middle of the ring. I was going to walk around and just tap all the four corners. And that's the way you do it. And I'm like, that's that's so great. I, I just really wish that I could have been that guy instead of Herve Ernesto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I could really, like, imagine myself. You know, I've done a little bit of acting. You look up my Jerry Springer resume, it's impeccable. <laughs> 2007 is most most hated guest of all of, of the year. Um, you look at my resume. Yeah, but I would have loved to have been working that match with Eddie. To been um, like, dude, I know what you're doing. You're getting over the chain match, you know? Mm-hmm. And Herve didn't have a clue. Herve, let's be honest, as much as I love Ernesto, Herve, whatever, yeah, <laughs> um, you know he didn't have a clue what he was doing. You know, in effecto, effecto, or whatever the fuck his name was before. <laughs> yeah. but, um, I think I he think wonderful like, calls he, him Butterfuco on this show. By this the way, this guy, this Herve, <laughs> whatever, he's like the Aldo Montoya of ECW. <laughs> he is. Yeah, like he's working with all these big talents, but he never wins. He just puts them over. He's Aldo Montoya. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. When Lawler was trying to put over the kiss my foot match, Aldo Montoya is the one that got to swallow his toe on national television. Yeah, he's the Aldo (laughs) Montoya of ECW. Jesus. All right, well. Well, I mean, I I can't wait. I can't wait till we start seeing Hack Myers. (laughs) Shut But yeah, I thought, like I said, I thought this was the most effective part of the show. Um, and I mean, any any other any other thoughts, gents? I think I've said all I wanted to say about, or all I had yeah. to say about it. All my notes said. See, I mean, another thing that I think that would have been better, like I, I, again, I'm, I'm only saying it from my point of view nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Who knows what would have been back in '93 if I would have been the guy in her big spot? But I'm looking at it from nowadays, like, dude, you could have just put the put the chain on the turnbuckle. And ran my head into it, like you know. Mm-hmm. And I would have taken a bump, and you could have walked around for as long as you had, you know. Yeah, like all that stupid shit. Tie me up in it, you know, around the neck, and put, then you can put walk, some. You know? Yeah, hit me again, Ike, and this time put some stank on it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and show me everything you can do with it with the chain. You know, mm-hmm. this is a Texas match, Texas chain match. Show me all the stuff you can do with the chain, and he kind of did because he wrapped his hand around it a couple times, but. It was Herve Ernesto. It wasn't like he was putting the atom there. And you know, <laughs> Jesus, he beat Herve. And then it was the funk, the funk promo again, right? Yeah, that's this is where they played. Yeah, this is where they replayed the the funk promo from last week. And now we get a re- recap of that uh, the thrilling feud we've been going through between the Sandman and Aaron's man, Aaron's Aaron's homie, the Rock and Rebel. A. Fucking a. <laughs> The big surfboard spot, all of that. Like Morocco said, it's all going down, brother. Yeah. Why? Why did they just they just stopped? I mean, I, did you guys watch it on the same platform that I did the network? Yeah. Why did it just come in out of nowhere? 
where they just yeah. showed. Like, <laughs> I mean, was that me? Like, they no. just came in, just like out of nowhere, Rebel and Sandman brawling at ringside. And it says, let's go back. And, and like, like whoever was doing the commentary was like, like a minute behind of yeah. what was going on. He's like, let's go back and see. Like, we were already watching it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And, you know, what, what was that all about? Was that a mistake or? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was a. It would have been a network audio mistake. It, it was probably, I assume, an editing mistake on their part back in the day. I don't they're know. Made I, to look, and made to be to look honest, real. to be honest, I guess I wasn't paying that much attention because I picked up immediately that it was a recap. So it was just kind of playing there, you know. And I wasn't. I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. Did you guys ever watch Scrubs? The oh, TV yeah. show oh, yeah. Scrubs. Mm-hmm. No, and you never watch Scrubs. I was gonna say, I love I love terrible Tigron Scrubs. He was great. Yeah. Well, I don't like terrible Tiger on ECW. She's terrible. It's <laughs> just terrible. Yeah. Um. Oh, wasn't there a promo somewhere in there with Sandman and, and Rebel well, and? Well, yeah. First, we shoot to a Paul Paulie inter- interviewing Rebel and Tigra. That's riveting, and then. Uh, um, Sully gets to interview Sandman and Peaches. I don't have anything of note from these promos. I put Polly interviews Rebel and Tigra. Sully interviews Sandman and Peaches. There really isn't anything that I wrote. My down note is this, it, my note is it's time for Sandman to ditch his onesie <laughs> and get into like pajama pants. You, you got to do it, buddy. Just get rid of it. I'm telling you, I don't know. Like, I don't know exactly the time frame. It's coming. And when I say it's coming, it's when Paul is going to be, when Paul is going to be around Sandman. I don't, I don't want to jump ahead. Like, I know we try not to jump ahead, but does this, doesn't Sandman's look change come when he does the angle with Tommy Cairo? Doesn't he do an angle at some point with Tommy Cairo, and that's where his look changes? Or am I wrong? I I don't think we're that far off because I think once we get into um, like August, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that we're, I think we're going to start seeing a lot of the guys fade away, like a lot of the guys that we're used to seeing on their fade away. And why not a a guy like Hack? a uh, Sandman, you know, use Tommy Cairo as a as a great springboard to uh, another, you know, singles run. Mm-hmm. Now we have Paulie cutting a promo with the Dark Patriot. Dark Patriot doing oogie boogie boogie things with his cape. And, and, and that's the thing that bugs me about Dark Patriot. It's like GWF Dark Patriot makes sense because there's Del Welts Patriot, but ECW Dark Patriot. Doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense. <laughs> like why was other, other, other than other than if you're smart and you know it's Doug Gilbert under the hood? Because before the Eddie Gilbert match, if you remember, they did the little thing with him saying, "Can I trust the Dark Patriot?" Yeah, I don't like the dark him and, and and it was, I think it's supposed to be tongue in cheek, unless I'm totally off base. But oh, I, I I don't I don't think so at all because. Um, I remember I knew it was Doug, Doug Gilbert mm-hmm. and I wasn't even in the locker room then. And my buddies that I went, we knew it was Doug Gilbert. 
and we 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 necess- not necessarily thought the same thing you guys said about it doesn't make any sense with the Patriot thing. To us, it made sense because it wasn't Eddie Gilbert being the Booker bringing in his brother, his brother. and then bringing in Freddie Gilbert <laughs> and you know all that nonsense. Because Paul E was enough, mm-hmm. you know. Paul E was a snake bite enough to um, fuck the whole entire Eddie Gilbert game plan up. But you know, but yeah, I, I, that's what I think. I think Dark Patriot, which is another character, you know, yeah. you know what? If, what if Doug couldn't make it? Throw fucking Sandman under that stupid thing. Oh, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Patriot. I, I, I'm the drunk Patriot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Drunk Patriot. <laughs> yeah. So now we are moving on. It is time for the main event of this show. Probably not the main event of the taping, but the main event of this. Actually, Chad, I know you said that you were at you were at these shows. Do you? How many? Do you remember how many they? <clears throat> excuse me. Do you remember how many they filmed in a taping? How many episodes they filmed in a taping? No, nothing made any okay. sense. Okay. And again, I, 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 remember how we, how I said at Cabrini, how I thought that they staggered the tapings where it could have been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right. or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could have been the same thing, like here, because you know I can always, I, I can always ask my friend that I'm, we always talk wrestling about, and he can say yeah. But is it because you watched it on TV or you remember being there? Right. Because, you know, like, because, yeah, because sometimes we were there, we would go there on Saturday and stay Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. and then leave or they could have had a Friday. Sometimes they had a Friday taping. So, yeah. And there, there's a lot of things. They used to shove so much down our throats down there, like match wise. Mm-hmm. You never knew what was going to air in any sort of sequence whatsoever. That That's one thing as a fan that I have never that I never and I, I probably never will now just because of of the way television well actually you don't even go to television tapings in the age of covid but as one thing as a fan I regret that I never I've been to pay-per-views I've been to raws I've been to 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 TV or to uh, house shows probably starting when I was I don't know 13 no not even 13 older than that maybe the first one was in like 95 Anyway, that would have been a house show. Anyway, long story short, I'm taking a long time to get to a point. That's one thing that I regret never having been at in my wrestling fandom. I know it sounds silly, but I've never I never got to go to one of those long, boring TV tapings like where they taped multiple episodes of a show. You know, never and I, it'll never happen again because that's not how wrestling's filmed anymore, and et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, the closest I ever got was to you know you got to see Heat before Raw. But um, never got to go to any like the really long raw tapings or superstars tapings or anything like that. So anyway, totally I, I, off base. I went to a couple of them. Did like, you? I was involved. In, I was involved in a couple of VCW, and I was in a bunch of them in WCW. Mm-hmm. And they really didn't. I mean, to me, they really didn't seem that long at all. Right. Like, and I, at, I at the I, end of the day, mm-hmm. because you all you. You always kind of found somebody you could gravitate to. Mm-hmm. And, and I just kill time. You know? That's what I always thought, too. You know, they 
they always say that say that those tapings, those WWF tapings, were so <laughs> so long, and the crowd would get bored. And I've always thought, well, I don't think I would have, being the kind of fan I am. I'm sure Dad taking his son to see the matches. Oh yeah, got bored. Oh, them four, know. them four, four and a half hour tapings, mm-hmm. where you would see the same match back to back because they fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> they send it back out there again. Oh yeah, that would definitely kill the business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't send it back out there. For that. Dad's like, kid, we're not coming back next time. <laughs> no, no, no. I took us totally off base there, guys. Sorry. Um, right. Back to uh, Mr. Terry Funk and the Dark Patriot in our main event. N- nothing offensive, but nothing great. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, am I wrong here? Yeah, the match was what it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I that's about... When I stopped taking notes, mm-hmm. I wrote main event, and then I wrote something about the censors because they tried to make it sound like it was too violent. But yeah, Terry Funk just did Terry Funk. He fell through the ropes. He bumped into shit. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he hit his head on stuff. You know, and obviously, you knew that he hadn't worked with Doug Gilbert before. You know, yeah, you could just see it. Because cause Terry Fox is not, not going to leave his head out there or just leave it out there for, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's throwing chairs at him and shit. Like, yeah, clearly he's not going to do all that shit. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't write anything bad about it at all because there's nothing you say bad about it. See, wh- yeah, what's your, your, I was going to ask, what's your opinion on Doug, Chad? Doug? I, uh, is Doug listening? <laughs> I, I doubt he is. <laughs> Depends on which Doug. Nah, I, know Doug. Doug. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, 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 I never had a problem with Doug, man. Like, yeah, Doug was, yeah, he, he's, he's known in Memphis. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, Doug was always uh, uh, great. And as far as a worker, you know, he came from University of Tennessee, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't going to be a worker. Eddie just fucking he John Gilland him. Hey, I'm bringing you to TV. You're going to be on TV. Really? Yeah, you're going to do this. What? That's pretty much how Doug got into business. I'm sure it was a little more colorful than what I just described, but yeah. that's pretty much about it. All right. Well, Aaron, you and Chad had sounded at the beginning of the show like you had differing opinions on this on this program. Aaron, Aaron said he, he enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the show. I thought, I thought it... Um, I thought it, it it flowed good, and the promos were good, and they. I just thought the show was better off than what it was before. Like I liked the I liked the promo breaks they did, and they they, um, did more to sell the Super Summer Sizzler more than anything else has. Spectacular! That come <laughs> with egg and cheese <laughs> on a bagel, no less. Um, I felt like do you, other. Do you than, hear what I'm saying though? Like, yeah, I, well, I just, okay. I just thought they did a really good job with. I I felt like, like I said earlier, I, I obviously I wrote down that I thought that the Eddie Gilbert segment was with the chain was the most effective of the show. I felt like the rest of the show, they it's like um, I'm going to use a really really stupid analogy here, and you guys can shit on it if you want. But it's like when Bambi's first trying to learn how to walk. Everything feels like it's on these wobbly legs right now. 
they're trying to feel for something. They're trying to get some ground going, but they keep there's there's still a lot of slipping as the show goes on. And right, this terrible analogy. I know, but <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Am I on the right show? <laughs> Microphones and Bambi, baby. That's this week's show. <laughs> so, I mean, but, basically what you're saying is they have the right talent. The talent just hasn't really it, developed himself yet. It, well, and it also feels like they're they're as time goes on, whether it's Paul or Eddie or whoever, they're they're Working with what they have, but I think working toward, like you're saying, Chad, working toward an, an exile of people to bring in other talent to really get something going. I think somebody around, sorry, somebody around here knows they've got something. Probably they can feel it in this crowd or they can feel it in the, you know, just the general anything. They know they got something. They just have not figured out what they want to do with it yet. So that's what we're watching is the growing pains, I guess, you know. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> like my thing was like they they've done this fucking chainsaw or chain whatever Texas chain match massacre for like three months. Right. Okay. They've done it for three months. I thought Monopoly was thrown in there somewhere too. <laughs> and, and, and finally, they for this week and last week, they've had Eddie cut promos. They've had Terry cut promos. And that's what they should have been doing three months ago. And, um, like, with the, the fucking um, Sandman Rock and Rebel feud, like, they're finally showing you some shit. You know, it's like now you should be able to see some shit that fucking Eddie and Terry had done some violent shit, but it, it didn't happen. So it's like, does that, does that make sense? Like Eddie and Terry have nothing to show us of what they've done, except run a fucking mannequin over with a tracker. What else do you need? <laughs> Come on. What were they doing on WWE? A wrestling dentist? A plumber? I mean, come on. It was a, Obviously, you know he ran over Eddie Gilbert's brother. When's the last time? You, when's the last time you heard from Eddie Gilbert's brother? Well, he refereed the last match. Well, that was a different brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I agree in a sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's baby steps, man. Mm-hmm. It's a lot so, of baby steps. So, on our next show, we are going to. I'm just really hoping Joey shows up soon. Joey Styles? Yeah, I hope Joey shows up soon. I know he'll be in by September, I think. I don't know if I can't I can't remember when he first comes in. I know him and Sully are around for at the same time for a while, not commentating together, but they're both there. Um coming up on the next show, we're gonna be reviewing this super sizzler bacon, egg, and cheese bagel we got going here for the uh <laughs> for the big show. And uh, just to run down the lineup that the WWE Network has, we've been building to this show the whole first few months we've been doing this podcast. It looks like Hawks. I don't think Hawks going to be showing up for this show because <laughs> <laughs> um, I it's believe like, he well? was. <laughs> well, 
because uh, it looks like I don't think Morocco shows up either because uh, they got Snooker wrestling two matches. Snooker's wrestling JT Smith and he's wrestling Tommy Cairo. Um, Larry Winters versus yeah. Tony Stetson. Of course, can't wait for Peaches versus Tigra. Sandman and Johnny Hotbody. And Aaron, you'll be happy to know, apparently Dick Murdoch did show up because he's wrestling Patriot. The Dark Patriot. Dark, dark Patriot. Patriot is different than Dark Patriot. <laughs> and then, of black course, these... <laughs> the Black Patriot. Black Patriot. <laughs> the six man tag match, of course, and the Funk and Gilbert, Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. So that's what we got coming up for the Super Summer Sizzler 1993. And yeah, I did the so, name serious that last what's that time. Run, what's that runtime on that? What's that, two hours? Um, it's um, hour 25. Okay. All right. You got it. <laughs> and, that's a, and that's on the network, so I don't know if it's cut up or anything, but I haven't actually watched it yet. But that will be our next show. Guys, do you have any other parting words on this show or pre- not predictions? The the match, the thing already happened. Um, or I any what happened 25 any, years ago. Yeah, anything you're looking forward to watching on this upcoming Super Summer Sizzler show? No, uh, I mean, that. I, I think that when um, th- this is when my, my buddy said that we came to all these shows, all these tapes. Mm-hmm. But I think this is what made me remember, like the one that was like, "Holy shit!" You know, I think this was, I think this you're was my right. holy shit show. I think you're right, and the reason I say that, and I don't know why, but I'm almost positive. I have to, I'd have to go back and listen to it. But the first time, I think the first time you were on the We Can't Wrestle podcast, I think you talked about this show coming up on that show. I'd have to go back and listen to be sure, but I'm almost positive that you brought this show up. In our first interview with it. you, yeah, that wouldn't doubt it. So it, it was it, it was one of them deals where it was just like, wow, how the fuck you pull all this? To, you know, pull all this. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, clearly, you know, Paulie's got something. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. But how'd you pull all this off? That's a lot of big names, you guys. You know, you got here and yeah, and all that. Yeah, so. Dick Murdoch. That that right there speaks more than, than anything else. Because <laughs> anybody else that showed up probably called ahead and said, Did Murdoch show up? Right. Well, and not and then to when mention. Said, yeah, Murdoch showed up. They go, Oh, well, fuck. That's what I thought fuck was crazy about it. this when I looked at it is I'm looking at this, and at this point, and, and at this point, Morocco has their belt and he's not even on this show, and Snooka wrestles twice. So I'm wondering if Snooka's. If Snook is wrestling his match and Morocco's match or something, I don't know. TCB, TCB, brother, he's taking care of Morocco's business. That's what I brought up. Don't worry about. But other than that, I got TMCB, brother, TMCB. I got nothing to promote. Just follow me on all the social media platforms. I'm I'm Chad Austin Demira. Some cool. Some cool, uh, some cool spindles I saw in Chad's video vault this week too. Yeah, it's a private group. Go ahead, add, go ahead, and request a thing, and I'll personally add you to it. It's only two dollars a DVD, and 
it's for educational and um, uh, whatever else I wrote down on that thing for <laughs> for legal purposes. Uh, so yeah, it's not nonprofit kind of thing. Aaron? My dogs are being assholes. Sorry, the dogs, Your dogs are, are being. Yeah, I can't hear them. It's all right. All right, that's cool. Um, <laughs> just um, join the We Can't Wrestle podcast, and I got a. Um, I got another tournament going. It's a United States champion tournament. There's um, 17, I think, spots left. If people want to join that, it's it's going to be a fun time. And like lots of the things we do in the We Can't Wrestle podcast group, you can win free shit. That's the most important. Oh, yeah. Love free, free shit, shit, baby. Yeah. Well, that being said, please do, if you're not, if you're listening to the show and you're not a member of the 2300 pod Facebook group, please do join that. Of course, join us on the We Can't Wrestle podcast, which will be launching this weekend as well, at the same weekend as this one, where Aaron and I are going to be discussing AWA Super Clash 3. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. (laughs) Carrie pops a a gusher. Super Clash 3. I can't believe that my, my management team says I'm not available for that show. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I mean, that—that's one of the ones I, I swear I wrote down that if you guys ever wanted me to do a show, it would be Super Class Four. I—I I, I can't believe you guys are going to do it without me. we're going to record. We're going to record Super Flash Three at like eleven. So power watch that. Somehow I don't. Somehow I don't believe Chad's enthusiasm about wanting to join us in reviewing this show. But guys, as always, both of you, it's a pleasure to do this show with you, and it's been another great week. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you for joining us <laughs> on the 2300 Pod, and we'll see you next time around for Super Summer Sizzler Bacon, Egg, and Cheese Bagel Bash.